From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Joining me in the studio today are musicians from Aspen Winds, a Utah-based woodwind quintet, plus pianist, founded in 2011 by oboe player Stephanie Simper and clarinetist Amy Gabatis. Today, the group includes flutist Sally Humphreys, bassoon player Luke File, along with Kit Weber, Horn, and Ruby Cho, pianist. Together, they filled a niche with the creation of a variety of story music programs for young audiences, including narrator and music performances of Ferdinand the Bull. You remember these stories. The Ugly Duckling, The Steadfast Tin Soldier, and this year, The Fool of the World and The Flying Ship. Outside of their performances at schools and libraries, audiences have also heard Aspen Winds at the Gallivan Center in Salt Lake, Assembly Hall at Temple Square, the Springville Art Museum, and concerts for Utah's Arts Day on the Hill at the Capitol. Today, we'll be featuring works mostly from modern and even still living composers, playing today in various combinations, sometimes everyone, sometimes smaller combinations. We'll start with a work by Daniel Baldwin, American composer from Oklahoma, and he was inspired by a 19th century landscape artist, Frederick Edwin Church, and we'll hear one movement of his landscapes. This is Mount Katahdin, after the name of a painting by from Millinocket Camp, 1895.
Mount Katahdin from Millinocket Camp, 1895. That's the name of the painting which inspired that piece from Landscapes by Daniel Baldwin. It feels so spacious, open, hymn-like, and somehow intrinsically American. It does. It does. Kit Weber, horn player for the group. Uh, in Aspen Winds, is it typical that you would be playing music all from contemporary composers? You know, this is actually something I thought about last night as I was going to sleep. I thought, you know, Stephen's going to be asking me about this. I better have an, I better have an answer ready. <laughs> I can't you know, wait. And so my thought is that in general, the music that we're going to play is going to start at earliest around 1850 because that's when our instruments are started to achieve their modern forms. And so the instruments that we're playing today, you know, that's the, starting in 1850 music before then, we wouldn't have been playing these exact instruments. Um, and so... A lot of you know a lot of the woodwind quintet repertoire, especially, is is newer music than than a lot of orchestral music that's available. And I don't know if people are aware that that in contemporary orchestral music, I mean, there's been a, 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 a sort of a path that is what we call 20th century that's more atonal. But I don't think people realize how much is still being written in. I don't know if you'd call this traditional. It feels modern, but it's it's more tonal. Yeah, well, and I think you'll discover that the the last piece that we're playing today is kind of its own thing. We'll, you know, but the <laughs> the, the introduction to it is even a, an original composition and is is very tonal and very modern. And you know, the the most out there piece that we're doing is today is actually the oldest piece that that we're performing today, which is the Ligeti, and um, you know, a piece that was composed in the 1950s, and it you know, it sounds to our ears as the most modern of what we're playing. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Well, you worked for a while in the in Detroit Symphony Orchestra running the Youth Ensemble Program. That's correct. And lately we've been hearing about problems in Detroit and bankruptcy and everything else, but it sounds like there was a thriving arts program. Well, the, and there still is. Um, Good. You know, the, the, the Detroit Symphony, I, I applaud them because they really have made it a priority for education. And that's that's how you that's how you keep the art form alive is by training young kids and teaching them to appreciate the music. Um, when I was working there, we had ten full ensembles plus a smattering of chamber ensembles that we had between 450 and 500 kids we were seeing on a weekly basis. And so I was in charge of managing, making sure that rehearsals were all set up and ready to go for for all of them. So impressive. Well, tell us about one of the next two pieces, uh, Bagatelles. Yeah, well, so as I mentioned, it was written in the in the 1950s. It's originally a piano piece. Um, there were 11 of them. The first one had two notes, only only used two notes. The last one used all 12, and that's how he came to 11. Um, in 1953, he arranged them for woodwind quintet, uh, arranged six of them, and then. In 1956, the Hungarian government actually um, banned the performance of these, the public performance, citing dissonance that posed a danger to the public. Um, now, it makes which is a warning for our listeners. <laughs> exactly. You know, well, that's that, that's how I try and introduce this this piece to our audience is that you know dissonance is actually a good thing. It's what makes music interesting. If all we had were were consonant pitches that we listened to music would be really boring and there would be a very limited set of music that we could listen to. Um, you know, dissonance is just tension that wants to resolve itself. Um, and so the more dissonance you add, the more hard, the harder it becomes for our ears to hear. But especially in these bagatelles, the more dissonance that is, there is, the better the resolution there is at the end of it. And it just, it, they make a wonderful set of pieces. Well, let's hear these two pieces. First, we'll hear from bagatelles, we'll hear three movements 
1, 3, and 4 by George Ligeti, Hungarian composer. And as we said, this could be dangerous for society at large to listen, but we're going to take the risk here. Followed by a piece written by a composer from Utah, Alyssa Morris, uh, from her work Motion, we'll hear the third mo movement, Tiptoe. Thank <laughs> you. 
Musicians from Aspen Winds performing Tiptoe from Motion by Alyssa Morris. I hope you took your cue from the music if you needed to do any sneaking around today. And before that, three of the 11 movements of Ligeti's Bagatelles. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Stephanie Simper is one of the founders of Aspen Winds. And one aspect of what Aspen Winds does is performing story music shows, often for younger audiences. Uh, was that the original intent? Um, you know, it was kind of, it turned out that way. Our first performance of Peter and the Wolf was actually at the Assembly Hall in Salt Lake City, so it was for everybody. But we've always thought when we're programming things, we want some sort of connection with the audience. And uh-huh. so we started to get creative with it and added hats. And uh, the kids in the audience loved it. And our kids, we have a lot of children amongst us, and uh, our children loved it. And so we decided we wanted to expand that repertoire of narrative music and um, that kind of led us to storytellers, too, to, to join with. And do you, I hear you also have done, uh, have commissioned works to, to be done, original works for your group. Yes. We, uh, well, we're in the process of working on a, a story music piece, actually, mm-hmm. with a composer. Um, we want to do Paul Bunyan and, uh, and put that to music with narration. And so we're working with composers now on, expanding the repertoire even further for some of the shows that we want to do and the themes that we want to do in them. So you have that written for your specific instrumentation? Uh-huh. Nice. For Woodwind Quintet and Narrator, yeah. So when you perform these, uh, where are you? In a school? In a park? Uh, we've done them everywhere. Okay. We've done, we do, yeah, we do uh, elementary schools. We even did Peter and the Wolf this year at um, a junior high school. Um, we do it in the parks. We've done it in uh, concert halls like the Covey Center for the Arts. Um, and, uh, yeah, we can do it about anywhere that you can set up musicians. We can do story music, and it's fun. Well, we're going to hear a quartet now for clarinet, flute, bassoon, and oboe. We'll let you get settled here. Uh, this is by composer Bill Douglas, born in uh, Ontario, Canada, although he's taught and toured throughout the States. Quartet for clarinet, flute, bassoon, and piano. This is the, the first movement, cantando.
a live performance of Bill Douglas's quartet for clarinet, flute, bassoon, and piano. Today we're visiting with musicians from Aspen Winds. Clarinetist Amy Gabatis is the other founder of Aspen Winds, the ensemble's head of education. Amy, how did this all start? Well, it started in my living room. Stephanie and I played duets one day with, I think we had eight children there that day, just crawling <laughs> around. And um, our, yeah, it was great. And we decided right then we needed to do a recital and did. And from there, we started meeting other musicians we wanted to play with. And that's how it started. Well, it's wonderful to see it grow. And it's so impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing French horn playing in the highest registers. I'm, play, I'm hearing all of these. You're very technically accomplished. And uh, it, it's wonderful to hear you all play together. And it's fun to do trade-offs. I see sometimes a quartet, a trio. Yeah, and the reason why we just did a, a concert recently, uh, Stephanie just had a baby, and we didn't know if we'd have an oboist. So we had to look for music without oboe just in case. So <laughs> the two piano pieces you heard today were without oboe because of that. Well, they're very nice. You're the, the principal clarinetist with the Timpanoga Symphony Orchestra. You regularly perform with the Utah Wind Symphony. Mm-hmm. And you decided I need yet another group to play in. Well, they all kind of started at the same time. It was, I went from no playing to a ton of playing. Um, it was just the right time for me and my family. It seems like there's a lot of community support too for musical for, ensembles. Yeah, and there is. It's been interesting to find the right venues for what our small group does. But yeah, there is a lot of support and excitement for, especially for us, it's fun to play new music and have people accept it well and favorably. Well, I wonder uh, this next this next piece by Arnie Running starts as uh, as Kit mentioned with this beautiful aria, mm-hmm. and then I won't say it falls apart. Let's say it just departs from yes. well, <laughs> all I musical convention. That really is just it's a mashup. We'll put it that way. We that is the perfect the perfect phrase. So when you hear this, this is a piece that would make a terrific encore piece, and so. It's going to be our encore here. First, you'll hear the beautiful aria and then the quadlibet, which is a type of counterpoint. But really, I think you try and count the musical quotes from favorite woodwind moments of history. And I lost count and just started sitting there enjoying it myself. So here are the Aspen Winds with aria and quadlibet for Woodwind Quintet by Arnie Running.
and Quadlibet for Woodwind Quintet performed live for us by the musicians of Aspen Winds. Everything from Wagner to Looney Tunes and even sh- shaving a haircut two bits. 
We want to thank each of them for being here and performing for us. Group founders Stephanie Simper and Amy Gabatis, as well as Sally Humphreys, Luke File, Kit Weber, and Ruby Cho. Aspen Winds has created a variety of story music programs for young audiences, including Ferdinand the Bull, The Ugly Duckling, The Steadfast Tin Soldier, and this year, The Fool of the World and The Flying Ship. Outside their performances at schools and libraries, audiences can hear them at venues throughout Utah. Recent concerts include performances at the Gallivan Center in Salt Lake, the Assembly Hall at Temple Square, Springville Art Museum, and concerts for Utah's Arts Day on the Hill at the Capitol. More information about the group, their upcoming concerts, and latest projects available at aspenwinds.org. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our producer, Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>